Hello everyone and welcome to the Justine Psychosis podcast. I am joined by my favourite guest, sorry Jade. Uh, Ouch! And Myra! <laughs> Hello again! Oh my god, it's like been a while. seconds in and we're already crying. <laughs> we, have, we have been talking for like half an hour though. No, like 10 minutes actually. Yeah. We, we haven't got anything prepared. Um, but it's been a while. I have a new, well, I'm in the same room as before, but I've got like plants on the windowsill, boxes behind me. I got a PC. I'm not on a laptop. She's fancy. I am fancy. <laughs> no, it's because my laptop can't deal with my degree. <laughs> like it just straight up can't deal with it. But I have some stories. Also, first question. Did you vote today? Is that today? Yeah. <laughs> it, the polls are open till 10pm, so you're fine. Okay, I'll go after this. It's open till 10pm. Everything's fine. I just thought I'd remind you. <laughs> problem when you don't leave the house. I don't leave the house. But I had to register in a new area, so I kind of... Yeah. Got that. I'm well. ready to vote here. Yes, yes I am. Yes I am. Did you get your polling card through? Yes, it's over there. I remember. Okay, good, good, good. Light heart attack for a minute. No, I (laughs) was. Thank you for reminding me. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what date it is. I don't know what's going on. The sixth of May. May. Because it was start. It's been the start. It's been May the fourth be with you, and then Revenge of the fifth, and then today is just the end. This is how disorganised my life is. I don't know what is going on. I only know the day based on um, my timetable, like what I've got due when, like in terms of assignments. That was how I was keeping track, but I don't have any lessons anymore because my uni year is finished. For nearly a month. I've got a month left. Um, It's a, it's a, oh, it's a month. But <laughs> but we'll get through it. I mean, to be fair, the only reason I'm not freaking out right now is I've got extensions for everything because I looked at my deadlines, which are the 11th of May, and went, well, that's not happening. Oh, no, 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 no. Because I've got three essays, three videos, and I submitted one of my assignments, which was a video this week. Yeah. So I had to do all of that by the 11th. Thing is, I feel like this year, like just this academic year, has been such a bad advertisement for going to university. Yeah. Like normally, mm-hmm. like first year, okay, I was in halls, so my mental health wasn't great. But is it I ever- mean I'm sometimes <laughs> stable. <laughs> I'm stable whenever I go to the doctors and they're like yeah we don't need to change anything you're completely stable <laughs> like a week later I'm like having a breakdown yeah but I don't actually know that the doctors there's a condition other than literally being hospitalized that the doctors aren't gonna go yeah you're fine I was nearly hospitalized in November yes but, but... it doesn't count yeah instead they put me on the um crisis team they, they sent the crisis team to see me on a daily basis 
Because <laughs> that's so much better. At least I had yeah, at least Wi-Fi. you didn't get laughed and then the phone hung up on you. Yeah, the mental health uh, stuff in this country is interesting. Uh, yeah, I have to say that that was extreme even for this country, though. As someone who is on the very vulnerable list, I mean, you can relate. Someone who is on the very vulnerable list because of their mental health. I had a period of, hang on, I had four months where I was living here and I had no mental health support. <laughs> like, well, I mean, it's been the last two months where I've actually started to receive any. Yeah. And I first went to the doctors last, no, June, um, no, it wasn't June. Uh, May, the year we finished KLB. 2019. 2019. And last, like, in the last two months, I've been getting some help. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that I get through the system quite quickly because I am a danger to myself and others. Yeah. And I do, I am not, we're very lucky to have the NHS and everything. I'm not. Oh my God, I'm, yeah. I'm Imagine the amount we'd have to pay. To... It's just the fact that how underfunded the mental health sector is. Mm -hmm. I think it's very much part of the whole mental health awareness is kind of a, I mean, it's not just Gen Z. Mental health issues have been around forever, but we're the ones who are kind of like looked down yeah. on because you're like, oh, you have mental health issues. You well, can't. The you're snowflakes. That we're like, not, you know, hiding it as much, I guess. Like mm -hmm. we're actually starting to get people to be open and honest about it. And things are gradually getting better as more young yeah. people can vote. Yes. And as more young people are involved in making decisions. Yeah. But this is the other problem, like with me, it's been the fact that I've had mainly old guys as my doctors. Mm -hmm. And they've literally just, they just don't want to know. So I think like you were saying, the actual awareness is also a big issue because while it's still looked down upon, especially, you know, like certain situations, it's still so judged. And I think that's a big problem as well, is yeah. that they don't necessarily want to help you because they're too busy judging you. No, and there's also the kind of silent disability thing where if I walk into the doctors and I am, I mean, this is by no means meant to be offense to anyone who is physically disabled, we have but if I walk into the doctors and I okay, hang on we're just going to clarify why we laughed at that point <laughs> we're not just laughing at disabled people we're laughing because Tess is gesturing at me yeah but like um, hang on I'm going to put us in gallery view so they can actually see both of us <laughs> if I walk into like the doctors and I have like a prosthetic leg they can't deny yeah that that 
is an issue because it's very visible yeah and I mean like you were gesturing at me but then there's also that yeah that's yeah same lev- that's another level is that you know you've got the invisible mental health illnesses and then you've got like the invisible physical disabilities which I have I have a very complicated condition it's like a genetic connective tissue disorder it's very complicated and there's a lot of problems that result from that but it's something that a is literally no doctor's ever heard of it apart from the specialist that diagnosed me I literally have to tell my doctors about it and then they look it up while I'm in the room with them and decide that they know more than I do with 30 seconds of research um but yeah so you've got that whole thing of I don't look disabled but I have like three different physical disabilities than my mental health issues and it's but there's no you know quote-unquote proof Mm. it's like I was telling you the instances I've had where like I've had to use the elevator because I've just dislocated my knee or I've used the disabled bathrooms because the non-disabled ones are up two flights of stairs. And the response I get from people, yeah, yeah it's interesting. Mm. I mean, it came up like again with, in terms of the handling of specifically your situation with like having layers upon layers of different things yeah. that are all categorized in different places. Yeah. So like with the COVID vaccine, we have both had the first dose at this point. Um, got hers a month I got mine a month earlier than Anira. And I have severe, very severe asthma. Like I was hospitalized at the beginning of this year. And Tess got like, no, I'm not saying you shouldn't have had it, Tess. No, no, no. Like I fully appreciate that I have sh- I should not have been categorized <laughs> to get my COVID vaccine earlier than you. But because I there was a load of problems between the fact that I was I was overlooked because I'd moved because I'd come home for Christmas and then I got like here so I'd been overlooked but then also my age was a big thing because the government wouldn't like with shielding I shield I was shielding the first second how many lockdowns have we had four three Okay, so I was shielding the first and second lockdown. And then when there were instances on campus and things, I couldn't go in. But then I was taken off the shielding list, the last, like the the really big lockdown we've just mm-hmm. had because of my age. Yeah. Because that apparently means that I'm perfectly healthy as yeah. I was that in hospital unable to breathe. It was... Mm. Yeah, that has been the categorization. I mean, the UK have done surprisingly well in terms of the vaccination yeah. programme, considering the handling of the rest of the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, we are literally in our third lockdown. Really like, but there were just, those are the kinds of issues where like categorization. Yeah. Like personally, from my standpoint, I didn't know until a week before I got my job that I was even eligible. 
Whereas I'd been fighting for it for three months before I got Yeah. Here. I just got sent a yeah, text. I'm very grateful to have had it. I'm very grateful because I know like most people our age still haven't been vaccinated. Mm. And probably won't for a long time. Yeah. We'll be the last lot of um, adults. No, my brother's been offered it because oh. um because he lives with people who are vulnerable. Oh the that's... group they're doing now is people who live with those who are vulnerable. That's really sensible. Yeah. That is that'll be good. But yeah it's it's been it's been interesting seeing like how they did it like how they did the order of the vaccination. Yeah. But no, I mean, I think it's the actual vaccination part has been done really well. And I'm very grateful to have got the vaccine early. Hmm. I just don't have very good luck with doctors. <laughs> no. And they've really, um, so when my grandma, my one of my grandma, actually both my grandmas got it on the same day, <laughs> which is like, but one of them, I was talking to her about it afterwards before I'd had, before I even knew I was eligible to be vaccinated early. And she was basically saying she got vaccinated quite early in the grand scheme of things because she's like mid to late 80s. Yeah. Um, and she was saying, like, oh yeah, it was a really long wait. Like I, I was stood outside for ages. Like it was, and then by comparison, a couple of months later when I got my vaccine, I had an appointment booked. I turned up 20 minutes early because it was a new place and I was worried about yeah. being late. And I was in and out before my actual time slot. (laughs) I would have been in and out if I don't have to be dramatic. Yeah, but that's like... Yeah, because you... Did they make you wait? Did they have to observe you? No, so my I will tell my story of how easy my vaccination process was. compare it to mine. So I got the bus. It's like 10 minutes. The the place I ended up going because of where my doctor's is is like 10 minutes away from where I live. Whereas my neighbors, their doctors are in a different area. So they had to go like to like a really busy area of the city to go and get their vaccinations. And they're elderly. They were in their city. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> but so I, I was like 10 minutes down the road. I walked in. They gave me like an information leaflet. They're like, you're getting at the AstraZeneca jab. Uh, got the information leaflet. Didn't even have time to read it all by the time my, because <laughs> there were like two people ahead of me. Um, walked in. The nurse was really nice. She went through the questionnaire. I was like, I'm not allergic to anything. I've only had one allergic reaction. It was probably washing powder, but I got over it. <laughs> never had, never been to hospital, never, don't have allergies, illnesses. Blah, blah blah got the jab had a bit of banter with the nurse and walked out <laughs> it was literally like less than five minutes and how were you quite ill after it or were you okay so all of my family my, my little sister hasn't had the jab yet but all of my family had the AstraZeneca jab and I had like I was just kind of feeling a bit groggy the next day. Like my arm hurt for a couple of days. Um, I had a bit of a headache for like half a day and then I was fine. But I don't tend to, like my immune system is Yeah, that's, pretty good. that's the difference is you tend to be okay. Yeah. Like when you had the, um, 
I'm trying to think because you won't have the flu jab over here when you had like uh, a, well a... I haven't had the flu jab but it turns out I'm eligible for it yeah that's good yeah the H P H P B the um HPV, that's cervical it. cancer yeah like you you seemed okay yeah. when you had them done I was absolutely fine I mean I got to have mine done lying down I... <laughs> did you have them done in school yeah you bet you did better than I did yeah I was I was not going to miss an opportunity to miss some lessons to get a job. <laughs> I just ended up I remember all of those because I always ended up it was literally just me with all the guys in our class. Yeah, because yeah, because I I had to have mine done at my doctor's surgery. I do actually remember that we had music. Yeah, when one of the jobs and I remember we had music once, science the other. I, I remember, remember you being that. like us just leaving you in there. Yeah. They they came, they took all the girls away. And I was just sat there going. <sighs> you know, a part of like the culture that has developed around the cervical cancer jab. Mm. I am so pleased we're in we were in like a set one relatively well-behaved class. Mm-hmm. Was the whole like the whole thing with like you get the jab, it's like it's it's a biologically female. If you are born with female biology you yeah. are eligible for the jab in female year enough. nine yeah in year nine yeah and yeah it's it, it was three when we got it yeah, i it think it's two different. now that's good which is good because science woo hmm. um but there was like this whole thing of like oh yeah the boys punch you in the arm after yeah get the jab you're like what the f- hell yeah. why why would you do that? I know, I know other sets that happened. Yeah. No, we were quite lucky in that we were set one. So, well, it, like being set one doesn't guarantee good behavior, but no, the boys were kind of harder working. We and had quite a respectful. I mean, with some notable exceptions. Yeah, but we had quite a mature group. Mm. But yeah, so I I didn't get mine in school because I I have a history of severe allergic reactions. So I always have to be monitored and I always like I think it's just a load of I'm not more likely to react to It's a safety thing. Proportion. Yeah. Um normally it's not a bigger problem, but because the COVID jabs are new they have to be really careful. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so, so I, for some reason, we have a vaccination center 10, 15 minutes drive away from me. I somehow end up not being able to book it there and have to book it for a center that's 45 minutes mm. away um, at like, 8.30 on an evening on like a Thursday. I thought it was like a Saturday. Was it a Saturday? Yeah, maybe it, it was like Thursday. Because I finished term on the Friday. Yeah, it th- that one was a Saturday, this one's a Thursday. Um but yeah, so it was like 8.30 on an evening. <laughs> like 45 like, minute drive away. away from my house. Um, I went in, I had to, 
I don't know why, but I had to go over all of the different questions three separate times. They were the same questions. Hmm. I just had to answer them three times. And then I had the like only a one I sorry, I'm interrupting. The only one I had to answer twice was she asked me if I thought I if I could possibly preg- be pregnant. And yeah. I said no. It's because they And then she was like, Are you sure? It's <laughs> like it's because been locked down. They're monitoring the people who are pregnant who are getting the jabs for I think a couple of years, I think. I know, but like she just straight up didn't trust me. <laughs> I mean, you didn't seem very trustworthy. Um, yeah, so I had to do like three separate people were asking me the same questions. Um, but it's fine. And then I had like a longer appointment with the nurse to talk things over. Because okay. I had to explain like my history of allergies and because I'd been hospitalized recently, it was all complicated. Then I had the jab. And then most people, they were just saying like, go sit in your car for 10 minutes. I had to wait for... It was supposed to be like 15, 20 minutes, but then they got a bit worried because I'd gone really pale and I was itching and I was feeling a bit lightheaded. So they were, so they moved me because they had the seats like socially distant. So they moved me to the seat closest to where like the nurse station was. And they were like, right, we're going to put this nurse who's literally just going to sit and stare at you. And she just stared at me and watched me for like 10 minutes. I didn't she talk? Like, I don't know. You can uphold a conversation for like 10 minutes with a stranger. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Because they, they, to be fair, they offered like, do you need to get checked out? Do you want us to get like a med team in? And I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah, it, um, yeah so they, they just watched me more carefully um I had a pretty bad reaction to it but then I but you had AstraZeneca didn't you yeah I had the AstraZeneca but I I tend to react pretty badly to jabs in general like I I'd miss a couple of days after the HPV and the Mm. MMR MMR something along those lines yeah so like I like Tess said my immune system is really weak um yeah I don't know the reason exactly but I tend to have a bad reaction it was only for like that evening and the next day after that my arm was sore but it was fine yeah definitely better than COVID (laughs) yeah well didn't you so we think you had COVID, we, but you blacked we, out for like a fortnight. We think I had COVID, but they weren't... Wait, like in March? It. Yeah, March last year. Mm, like right at the beginning of lockdown. Um, they they weren't testing like on like the mass. public at the yeah. time. Yeah, it was just for um, nurses and hospital patients, wasn't it? Yeah, and I was very very lucky because I just about managed to avoid going into hospital with it um it was at the kind of point where like normally I would have been in but obviously at that point unless you were literally being given like oxygen or you were intubated there was nothing they could do um so like we were on the phone with like 999 and 111 a couple of times 
and they were really good they were really helpful but I avoided being able to be taken in um but yeah I don't there's like three weeks yeah at the end of March beginning of April of last year that I just don't remember because right at the beginning when you were still on campus like at uni we called we had quite a few phone calls I didn't stay on campus at all during lockdown no but just before your mum came and got you just before that wasn't when we think I had covid that was when I had a really bad chest infection Hmm. and that because they put me on antibiotics and steroids steroids lower your immune system yeah so we think that's probably why, even though I was shielding, mm. I got it, we think. Again, we don't really know. But yeah, so I was quite ill with the chest infection though, wasn't I? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I don't remember that either much. You were like I remember really hallucinating Ill. when my mum was came to pick me up on campus. It was like just kind of February, March last year. Yeah. You were you just really ill all the yeah. time with like yeah, and then I didn't actually tell you guys that no. we had all that I've been really really ill. You just kind of dropped off the map for a bit. I think you called us when you got home. Yeah, but that was kind of before because I remember you were you had like a few cans of gin and tonic to drink before you left. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell that story afterwards. It's not very long. <laughs> it's funny though. Yeah, so I called you once. That was like the day I'd got home. Yeah. And that was the day that uh, lockdown had been announced. Um, or like, did they announce lockdown in the uni? It was when they, it was, no, there was a week between most okay. unis sending people home and the start of actual official lockdown. So when the uni said that they were um, shutting campus down, I I was already on the way home when they announced that because I was really ill. So it wasn't wasn't safe for me to be in like a halls residence because obviously there's so many people. Yeah, students Um, in general, like. Yeah, so I was home, we called once, the day after I got home I don't remember it at all I don't remember that we did that but then I don't remember coming home Mm. like I half the stuff I thought I'd brought wasn't I hadn't packed I remember (laughs) apparently I had a shouting match with no one in the hallway (laughs) um yeah it was an interesting couple of weeks yeah it was like back-to-back illness yeah like you were already hallucinating and then you got covid (laughs) like that is the that that was a low point (laughs) i mean yeah you kind of i i don't think you completely i'm pretty sure we were still like texting during probably but then I, I just don't think we had like a hospital. Yeah, we didn't have like an official phone call, I don't yeah. think. Like I, I'm quite, like I'm used to being ill enough that I can moderately function. Yeah. You, you can hide it from us. That's yeah. the level that you've got to. 
like you were strapping in a hospital during my exams <laughs> just like which ones was this january this October year or in no january this year okay. yeah and you just kind of dropped off the map actually no hannah dropped off the map for a couple hannah of weeks dropped off the map. i was still talking to you, you. were talking i just didn't because <laughs> i couldn't breathe enough to talk no and i was like oh. in hindsight i'm kind of pleased that like i hadn't we didn't have like a phone we weren't able to like phone each other and stuff while you were in hospital yeah because like I don't I don't like I, don't <laughs> I knew it'd make you uncomfortable that's why we didn't I don't like hospitals neither do I no no, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, meanwhile, I was having the time of my life. Yeah, you were having a great time. I mean, <laughs> I was on the pulmonary ward. Yeah. Which isn't the COVID ward, but they've got a lot of people with like resulting lung damage. Mm-hmm. So the pulmonary ward was so busy, and the people in there they were so ill. <sighs> yeah. So whilst you were immunosuppressed more than usual and being taken home amid hallucinations our last phone call (laughs) this is brilliant so let's let's set the scene the week before universities were sent home we were having a conversation in my group in halls we were going I think they're gonna like close clubs and stuff like we should go out and have some fun (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like what could be our last week for a few weeks <laughs> oh my god back when we thought lockdown was gonna be like a month so we were like yeah let's just go out every night this week uh, I to be fair did not attend every single night but <laughs> Thursday night was emo night at our favorite club so <laughs> we like we went hard and then Saturday we Saturday it was announced that our American exchange friend was being ordered home wow like if he didn't go home he wasn't going to be allowed to come back for well three weeks um (laughs) so he was like I have to go home this is like my last night with you guys what are we gonna do and I couldn't go out that night because I was being yeah. responsible. Oh. Because the next day I yeah. had a group project meeting at oh, like 9am yeah. in the morning to do a quiz, an assessed quiz. Um, and so that was the last time I saw my course mates. When in my, uh, Friday night, they announced, okay, any course of more than a hundred students um you don't have in-person lectures we're just moving it all online you're not gonna we're not gonna put you in a hall with more than 100 people my course is 98 people (laughs) oh no (laughs) so I was like okay lectures are still gonna be on like I'm cool with that I'm not I'm not at risk um there'll probably be less people because some people would be worried a lot of my course will have been sent home because they're not UK based so I turned up to my lectures I was the only person (laughs) to turn up to my lectures on that Monday 
Um, it turns out, actually, really nice of him. The lecturer I had that morning turned up just to be like, oh, does you do you guys need any help with the content? Like, um, so it was just me and the lecturer in a lecture theatre. Um, and so he was like, okay, well, technically, the rules that were released to lecturers is that it is their choice if your course is below 100 people. So they were not obliged to hold the lectures. Um, he turned up because he said he wasn't going to cancel it. He was just going to kind of work with whoever was there and then put the online resources online. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, cool, I'll just get some one to one. But then he like, I'm not going to reveal who it was because but he like pulled me out of the room because the, they record what happens in the lecture theatres. Um, he pulled me out of the room and like showed me the email that the lecturers had been sent. And like the university staff that basically said we were, university was closing tomorrow. And we weren't going to find that out until... Monday night. Monday night, yeah. So I phoned my dad. Because <laughs> he is also, he's technically university staff. Like they have to send him that kind of information. Um, so I called him and was like, okay, what are we going to do? We're both in the same city. Are we going to travel home together? Like, is your institute closing? When? Like, what is happening? Um, and he was like, okay, well, I'll, I'm traveling home Wednesday. So if you want to, if we could travel home together, if you want, because we were both getting the train. And, but so I went home to pack, like, well, that's a lie. I went to sleep. I woke up at like 1 p.m. the next day, Tuesday. With I was like, yeah, you know what? I should probably pack because like I'm going to be home for a while. Like we'll, we probably won't be back before the Easter holidays. And even then, that's like three weeks. I'm not going to be back for like yeah, a month and a half. Yeah, it's going to be a month lockdown. Yeah, I'm not going to be back for a month and a half. So <laughs> I'd better <laughs> pack a lot of stuff and yeah. So I was packing and then I got to my alcohol cupboard <laughs> where I was like, well, we were on a call. So she calling. called me while we were packing. I, I don't have any recollection of this conversation. This is purely based off what Tess has <laughs> told me. I apparently, cause I got home the night before yeah I think so that I got home on the Monday and you were packing on the Tuesday mm. I apparently was curled up in my bed looking like death warmed over yeah and Tess is just having a great time I was hammered because I had bought at the weekend no not even at the weekend the Friday night I was like okay we're going we're gonna have next week we'll just continue partying basically until they tell us lockdowns started and they send us home um so I bought like six gin and tonics <laughs> from the local Aldi or Lidl or whatever and I was like I don't want to carry these home so the logic what the logical choice was mm -hmm. to drink all of them that's definitely just out of sure at midday on a Tuesday <laughs> Because it's the economical choice, of course. Yeah. So I drank I all of them. We got through at least on the call. Was what four? I think I got through four, and then I called my parents <laughs> and drank the rest. 
um, <laughs> which shows the relationship I have with my parents. <laughs> and you then got on the bus the next day and it just broke down for like an hour. Oh yeah, I completely forgot about that. The bus broke down. Because <laughs> mm. yeah, in the end we decided that dad would get the train home because the train is expensive and he it's paid for by the company he works for, basically his travel. I was paying for my own travel out of my student loan. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, screw it. I'll get the bus that runs from way up north down to near home. And so it's kind of a five, it's a five hour journey, five to six hour journey that. predicted. That's what it's predicted. It's no, never right been there. that short. But yeah, so <laughs> it wasn't even that the bus broke down. The weather was so bad that a roadside sign was blown out of the ground and smashed into the windscreen. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I guess I'm, <laughs> I guess this is the journey home. This is what it's going to be like. That was the start of lockdown for me. <laughs> um, and so we were just waiting at the side of the road for a couple of hours until they basically the bus company phoned and said, yeah, you're fine to drive. You, you just need to swap buses at Birmingham. Because it it what well, it didn't like smash through the windscreen. The windscreen was just like slightly cracked, which like yeah. I could have told the bus driver <laughs> that it was fine and we just needed to change buses later. Because we were only like an hour or so away from Birmingham. It wasn't like a big deal. And um yeah, I mean that's the end. So the differences in our start of lockdown have pretty much set the tone for the rest of the next 18 months. Well, that I got drunk and you were ill. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? No, that's not wrong. Yeah, we had very different lockdown experiences. Yeah, I mean, what happened the rest of lockdown? Not much. So I moved house. Um... <laughs> well, yeah, not much for me. No, you've been in the same bedroom for the past year. The same four walls. Five by twelve, if that room. Whereas I, no, you did go to uni for a bit. Remember at the beginning of yeah, this was the first lockdown. Oh right, first lockdown Where, from what was it? end of February. What was it end of March? Anyway. February, March time to the end of July, I yeah. wasn't even allowed contact with my household members. Whereas I, um, I came home, what did I do? I played a lot of Animal Crossing. I did, I played a lot of Animal Crossing. I bought myself a Switch. a Nintendo Switch. I bought myself a Nintendo Switch. I don't know how, because like they were sold out everywhere. <laughs> I don't know how I ended up with but, oh no, I didn't get the Nintendo Switch until I already got a job because I spent my first paycheck on a Nintendo Switch. 
I mean, you got a job pretty quickly, though. Yeah, I got the job, like, June. Um, so no. By then, oh, was it really? I started on, like, the 3rd of June or something. I didn't realise. Um, but <laughs> I... Oh, another point. My granddad got very ill. <laughs> he had a fall and needed a lot of care and that was causing a lot of strain on my grandma so you were a kind up. person <laughs> I was so I was working full-time for a, a care company to support the elderly in person uh so I was basically going into people's houses and like doing their daily tasks that they needed helping them out with washing and tidying the house and getting in and out of bed varying levels of ability um so some people like literally needed machinery to get them around their house um whereas others it was just like going in and having a cup of tea and a chat helping them tidy a few things making them breakfast but I was working full-time <laughs> doing that and then on my days off I was driving down to help out my grandma <laughs> with um looking after my granddad because he they're they're very much a pair like they each like they're they're independent souls yeah they each have their roles and when one of them is not there everything gets screwed up (laughs) um (laughs) so like my grandma needed help with a few things she's not a really confident driver so I was getting shopping and stuff and um and, and a lot then, of the care he needed was things that you'd been learning. Yeah, like I was, well. I'd literally, a month or so earlier, managed to get myself qualified in the exact things he needed. <laughs> literally also, within about a week. He, <laughs> yeah, it was a weird, weird timing. But he, um, we, were, we were kind of aware, at that time we thought he was going to pull through, like he seemed to be kind of improving. Um but he didn't really want specific people to see him um, for various reasons that a lot of it is down to the fact that I'm kind of like laid back. I just kind of do what I'm told most of the time. Like I speak up for myself with my granddad. And really then, what you're told is not the first thing I would use to describe you. Okay, no, it's, I'm laid back and like, I'll help out with what they need, but I won't change things and force them to do things. Yeah. Um, that don't really, don't matter. Um, so he was like, yeah. I spent most of the time, like I didn't actually do that much. I was just sat with him chatting because he just, he just needed to chat with someone. And I found out some really interesting information, but it turns out you never told anyone. <laughs> like, we, got, we got some interesting stories out of that. We did get some interesting stories. Um, but I did that and then on the drive back one of the times where I was doing that when I was on my own I like blacked out um as in I don't remember the drive but when I kind of came and you were aware I was conscious and I was clearly aware of what I was doing I was on autopilot I'd say yeah which was dangerous because I was driving but I kind of, when I became aware of the situation, I was at 
I was in a like Asda car park that I knew very well. Um, like I, I knew it was a familiar place. So I, I was I was aware and safe. <laughs> and I got myself somewhere safely. It was but just a bit of a I was just like, oh, this is a bit weird. So I just kind of drove myself home, told mum about it, and she was like, I think, I think maybe it's not a good idea you keep doing that on your own. Yeah. So I continued to work. <laughs> and I then, instead of going on my own to my grandparents, I took Jade with me because she was on holiday. Um, and that worked out. She she doesn't, she's not a hindrance, she's quite a good mate for road trips she doesn't she just keeps to herself she just played nintendo switch most of the time but that was so that gets me up to kind of this was mid-august i think it's july no but it had to have at least been august because that eve the that journey home that evening you were coming to see me and hannah so I was out shielding, so it had to be at least no. August. Well, sometime very soon after that, I got signed off work by the doctor. I finally got her to listen. <laughs> I don't, I'd only been telling her for like a month and a half. Yeah, so I, I had a, I had a scheduled call with my current, the person who was my mental health doctor at the time. And she was like, sounds like something's wrong. Let's just get you signed off work. Sounds like we might have taken too much on her. <laughs> how many ready. times have we had that conversation, Seth? <laughs> I, I Within the last things. two weeks. Yeah, that's uh, that's become a reoccurring problem. But that got get that gets me to like mid-August. We had Jade's birthday party, kind of out of lockdown. Yeah. That was like the end of lockdown one. So for Jade's birthday party she wanted to invite my friends like great the most disgusting birthday cake ever which i'm pretty sure has been mentioned on this podcast previously yeah i think that's the real but it bears repeating it was so horrible (laughs) it was like it was like the kind of cake you see it like a four-year-old's birthday party yeah it was mum looked at that cake and thought that is a jade cake and I can understand where she was coming from. But it's Jade, it was Jade in terms of like, maybe was Jade a few life, years ago. <laughs> but not in that setting, not in that combination. It was like gummy sweets on a cake. On sherbet icing. Sher- oh my God, the sherbet icing it was horrible. And then like a really weirdly, almost banana-y tasting vanilla cake. <laughs> but we had a nice party it was just me you hannah beth jade oh no beth wasn't there macy was there beth was working beth also worked during the lockdown she was hard working gal yeah um just oh god so that was a day that That was was the first outing because i'd gone to hannah's for the afternoon Hmm. um but that was my first outing that and was... that was to the point where like everything still had to be separate you mm-hmm. guys were allowed to they'd relax the social distancing yeah. rules whereas I still had to keep the two meters we yeah we so we were in an outdoor setting 
it was the point where we were allowed outdoors with a certain like less than six people or less yeah um but obviously for your safety we were still staying however far away from you and we had like separate cutlery and like separate everything yeah um we were very um you put up with a lot i mean to, okay, to clarify, I didn't ask them to do this. <laughs> I was perfectly willing to go, look, it's going to be a lot of work. I don't want to put that pressure on you. Yeah, but we, we didn't want you to die, so. <laughs> I think one of the big things over, especially at the start of the pandemic, that was really weird for me, was how concerned you and Hannah were. Well... The thing is, like, I had that kind of classic student attitude where I was like, it's not a, it's not a danger to me. Like at the time, what, like lockdown, I was 19, start of lockdown. I was still 18. (laughs) And they were like, generally people under the age of 20, like you've got like a 60% chance of not even having symptoms. Like I was not worried about myself in the slightest I'm still not I got the vaccine because I could and I didn't me getting the vaccine didn't stop anyone else from getting it yeah but I was like I yeah I mean I was concerned when I was living with my parents yeah but I moved out like mid-August yeah and then yeah so it was kind of I mean, I guess it must have been kind of when I kind of came back and went, oh, by the way, I'm not dead, but it was close. Yeah. We, everyone kind of had this kind of, oh, kind of a realisation moment. And that was really weird for me, because obviously, like, from the very start of this, I kind of had a very different outlook on it to most people my age. Yeah. For completely understandably. And they just, it never really occurred to me to like talk to you guys about it I mean I think lockdown in general has made me very aware but like my thought process at the beginning like when we went in lockdown but it was becoming a risk in the UK was very irresponsible in terms you of like, I was acting like, irresponsibly no but my attitude was it's not that dangerous, but they're going to shut everything that I enjoy soon. So I'm just going to go and spend loads of time in public, basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which, like, in hindsight, irresponsible. But I was living with students and young people. And we were also living with... I the wasn't with anyone of immunosuppressed. Yeah. Um... But also when it came to like, when I was home and I was seeing you socially distanced behind a glass door. Oh my God, yeah. In yeah. full PPE. We spent <laughs> like, cause obviously until July, I wasn't able to see anyone inside my house. And then I was able to interact with my house. And then by the start of August, I could see people socially distanced. Um, so bless them. The sweethearts that they are, Hannah and Tess would like come by 
and we have a glass door at the back of the house. Like, yeah, like French windows. So we would like we'd set up a chair and we'd we'd like we'd wipe it over and disinfect it and everything. And she'd come in like through the gate so they didn't have to come in the house. <laughs> and they would sit through the glass and talk to me. <laughs> we'd sit like, and we just couldn't hear you. <laughs> We straight up didn't know what you were saying most of the time. Yeah, that's just so interesting. It was essentially a game of Chinese whispers. Yeah, but we played like a few, like there's so many like games and stuff. You yeah. Can play on your phones and like. But that was literally, because that was aside from sometimes when I'd like had a conversation with people in my house, that was the only social interaction I got in six months I mean we also had to be very careful about it though because like I don't I can't remember when Hannah stopped going to work and college but I was quite soon but I was coming to see you on like my lunch break in between like going to visit loads of different people and like, although I was like, wearing full PPE, yeah, everyone yeah, I was going I to was see so, was at risk. So and appreciative of how seriously you and Hannah took it, and how understanding you were, and like you never were like, oh, you're just being ridiculous, and you were never like, you t- you put so much effort into keeping me safe. Right. Yeah. it's kind of what you have to do I mean yeah and then things kind of changed in the other way for us when September came around because you were in a place that was still in like nearly full lockdown yeah and I was in Cornwall which was tier one tier one yeah it was like one of three places in the UK you were in the lowest tier and I was in the highest tier yeah and there were like minimal cases um and my course is a performance course so I was really lucky in the fact that I was actually able set kind of September and November were we only had like two hours a week in studio um and everything else was being done online but we still we were very lucky in the fact that we could do that and we could also like I mean I didn't because obviously I still had to be really careful but like people could go and meet in parks and things um and then in December December was really like the end of November beginning of December was really weird for me because I we were doing a production module, which meant we had three days a week that were like nine till three, where we were just in the studio doing this play. And so it kind of, it was really weird because Tess was in her house, still unable to leave. It was isolating, hadn't seen anyone. <laughs> and for me I'd gone from being in my room then in my house 
to suddenly like back on campus and everything back to normal almost yeah and it was weird Mm. whereas like from in that like time period I was so I moved in to here kind of beginning of September beginning of September I had a two-week period where I mean I'm pretty sure I filmed a podcast on my own after like a week and a half where I was just insane like I (laughs) I was in tier three on my own I didn't have wi-fi for a week (laughs) oh god I remember that (laughs) I didn't know anyone I I was just like hanging around in the house like I didn't have like a tv license or anything yet either um I don't know I mean luckily I have quite a lot of data I think that saved me um (laughs) just here for two weeks and then bless her Hannah came to visit (laughs) she did for a weekend and that was very nice I got to see someone like we drank a lot like a lot um and the contrast between like just hanging out on my own to having Hannah Hannah as well (laughs) a lot Hannah has a big personality yeah but like that's a good thing yeah but I'm just saying so from going on your own yeah having Hannah up there to be having Hannah be the only person I interact with it was a point there wasn't any property damage it's my property so (laughs) I wasn't talking about your property oh god we didn't leave the house except to go and get alcohol from the big Tesco yeah but um yeah so then yeah and then we came home for Christmas well no I still have oh yeah my birthday week (laughs) yes I forgot September my birthday week the second week of September I don't remember 17. um I came yeah. home to work for my great aunt <laughs> because oh. she was incapacitated and needed a support worker basically <laughs> and I I at this point am on the beach yeah you were back like you were I was on the beach and swimming in the sea I was having a great time you were in tier one or whatever I was full-time like living I was a live-in helper for my great aunt yeah um for a week and the Thursday of that week was my birthday so I I went to the pub I had a couple of gin and tonics <laughs> Do you know the, the theme of lockdown is just me drinking gin and tonics uh, to be fair, my parents bought me the gin and tonics. That was my birthday treat. And to be fair, it's not as bad as Hannah just doing straight shots of gin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> At least you normally do gin and tonic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do the vodka shot. Not the gin and tonic. No, I do gin gin shots. I've only done gin shots a few times when I was really desperate and I could completely run out of everything else. Uh, I would (laughs) rather go without the alcohol than drink gin. (laughs) Very unpopular opinion for someone my age, 
But it tastes like perfume. I mean, so does vodka, though. No, it doesn't. Vodka has barely any taste. It just burns. Off the top of the alcohol. Yeah, so after that, I officially moved in to the new house. Um, And that's where I've been the whole time. And it's been tier three the whole time. (laughs) Except, well, it was still tier three, but then they added tier four. (laughs) Didn't Bristol go into tier four? I think so. Because there was a period where this is going back to like first lock or not, second lockdown? No, the tiers were second lockdown. Second lockdown where we were kind of 15 minutes away from each other, but you were tier three and I was tier two. No, this this must be... Was this Christmas? This was third lockdown. No, this was... This was the... The lockdown two was the beginning of November. Okay. That was the short one. So there was like a situation where they kept changing the tiers around the yeah. kind of Gloucestershire area. And there was there was a point, this is in the Christmas holidays now. We'd both come home. Yeah. But you and Hannah were in tier two. Tier two and I was you in tier, tier three. four. Oh, tier four. I was in Bristol, so I was in tier four. Shit. And then they kept moving the tiers around. So then, like, we'd go up to tier three, and then you'd come down to tier three. And that would that, that was a, there was a week where we were both in tier three, and I could go to the big Tesco. Like the big Tesco is out of the zone I live in. Yeah. For like lockdown rules. Yeah. So there was like a week where we were able to go to the shop that we do our main shop at. <laughs> because <laughs> you meanwhile, weren't allowed to, you weren't allowed to leave your like lockdown zone yeah meanwhile none of this makes any difference to me because i no. live in the big tesco second, zone and now into the third one and back in my room yeah shielding again <laughs> Just and yeah and i've been here since christmas I've been here for... I came home the first week of December. <laughs> Didn't leave. <laughs> I came home the first week of December, having packed for three weeks. And I'm here... One month. It's, it's, the, it's like six months Nearly later six now. Months. <laughs> six months later. This is... <laughs> I think the hard thing for me has been that everyone else has been back what is it like like, back home or back to back at uni oh yeah for your course particularly yeah because I like I was doing okay when I was at uni and I was doing okay when I was home and everyone else was online as well but it got to a point in the start of March I think it was where practical courses were allowed to go back. 8th of March. Yeah, so... um, Yeah, so everyone else at that point was back, and that's when I started to struggle. Because mm, then they're catering... I mean, fun, they're catering to people who are back then. Yeah. It, it wasn't even the fact that I mean, trying to do an acting course online is 
yeah questionable (laughs) yeah well no it's not questionable because we've got the answer to the question of whether it works or not you can't do it (laughs) no the answer is that you can't do it the answer is that you can't do it um but it was more just the fact that kind of seeing everyone else in the studio together and knowing that like all my housemates were back and everything it's just been really weird because mm. I'm still because until it was the end of April like the last couple of weeks of April I'd had the jab for like the three weeks so until then I hadn't left the house since the start of December apart from hospital doctors yeah it was fun day trips <laughs> fun ambulance rides and everything but yeah so and then you've kind of been been in Manchester yeah I mean my I haven't done anything in person since March the 16th last year (laughs) my course is technically a practical course but they took the decision as a university to uh not do anything in not person. do the practical stuff which yeah. is ridiculous because i i get that they're trying to keep it safe i do and i appreciate that but at the same time there is a large aspect of your course that you can't do online yeah and that's that's it you know it's the same as with me it's it doesn't work it comes from i mean i'm sure there's a lot of reasons behind it the yeah. primary like one that stands out is that particularly for my course but for my university as a whole a lot of the students are international from international but also from outside the EU yeah true um and they make over twice the amount of money from those students so yeah they need to be advertising themselves in a way that appeals to students coming from abroad and I guess the other thing I keep forgetting is I literally have a class of 20 because we're separated into three or four groups in my year and whereas you kind of do things as a big one year I mean labs we don't but a lot of our because we're for for our university we're quite a small course in terms of the whole of the UK in our subject we're a very we are the largest course in Europe I think Um, but it means that our rooms only like our rooms are only designed yeah. to house like a hundred people. Yeah. So whereas like it's a lot easier to social distance, say the ele- the eleven because they've with the three groups they've then split in half this year to allow social mm. distancing. So when you've got eleven people, it's a lot easier. Yeah, they just can't timetable. Especially when you uh, need all the equipment and everything. I mean, realistically, it would not be difficult to socially distance us because less than half of the students turn up would be there. Yeah, lectures, but you can't guarantee. Like you you can't can't, go on the basis of. Yeah, you can't guarantee that. You can't say only half of the people on this course can come to the lectures. Yeah, because then you're automatically cutting out half the course from being able to attend the basics of what they're paying for yeah but it's it's very like it's very political like yeah 
Yeah. As has much of lockdown been. Yeah. That is why you should go out and vote. <laughs> I mean, this yeah. podcast is coming out too late to actually vote, but um, I, I desperately need to keep better track of the days. <laughs> I'll just update you every time. I'll just like tell you a week before applications for voting. There's no voters. point because like three days ago I knew I had to vote this week it's keeping track of what day it is yeah because all the days are the same they're just monotonous endless the sun will shine on us again yeah well he said that and he's dead now he so dead. what does he, he got do? his neck snarked <laughs> I have to say, my course has its upsides. One of which being the day last week where I literally just sat and watched Tom Hiddleston all day. And that class is uni work. Yeah, I, I, I don't get anything like that. <laughs> Should we end it here? I feel like we've reached... We've been talking for a very long yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> ranting for a long time. We, we, we were supposed to be doing an interview, like, oh, no. back and forth. You know we what? We two can, questions in. We can do another one. <laughs> another day. I also have my dating app stories, which I want to. Oh, we just need to stop filming this and then start again. Mm, yeah, I really need to go to the toilet though. <laughs> I've got like two separate drinks and they're both like <laughs> nearly done. That note. Thank you for your contribution though. It gives an opposite side to my experience with COVID. Experience. It has been a year and a bit. We're coming to the end of it though. June 21st. God. Have you got your second vaccine booked? No, I haven't been offered a second vaccine yet. I mean, it doesn't come up till like the 4th of June, I think. Oh, I do need to sort that out then because I'm going home. Like, okay, I'll sort it it's out. It's less than a month. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Thank you thank very you much for having me, everyone. Yeah. Thank you, Anara, for being here. I will see you in the future.